It's news time with award-winning newsman extraordinaire, Kevin James. A deer bursts through the window of a courthouse and a turkey investigates. Am I the only one who realizes that this story isn't news? It's not news. It's Kevin's news. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Kevin James. Kevin. Hey, Kevin. It's good to see you again. (laughs) A little messed up, but we're all all right. As Kenny Chesney said, that is exactly what happened. Apparently, and I don't know if this happened to the whole world, but you and I both lost internet at the exact same time, and it was just gone. And there was a lot of trouble trying to get everything back because it shut down everything. I feel better now because I immediately went to Twitter, and it looks like there was a major outage for one of the leading internet providers in the area and <laughs> for like a five minute window you and i had a total panic mode as internet went down and i was like well this will be hairy but guess what everything got fixed and we're back and the same as ever we're back and the same as ever it really is amazing if you think about the technology how little trouble we've had in the whatever it was it five months how, how long we've been home seems like we've been broadcasting at home forever. The amount of technical trouble we've had, knock on wood, have been yeah. very limited, really. Yeah, very we, We've been fortunate. So uh, sorry about that little trouble, folks. But we are back, and we are back in a big, big way. And we do need to do a keyword, Slim, if you have one. It is Helens. Helens. H-E-L-E-N-S. Helens. Oh, like as in Mount St. I was like, Helens? Yes. Helens. Helens. Okay, I got you. And we're back, and we're back in a big way because I start this news with asking you a question. Okay. Slim, have you ever milked a cucumber? I was expecting cow, and the answer was going to be no. Then you changed it at the last second, so my answer now is no. Well, I will tell you that I am a cucumber milker, and I have been for a long time. I didn't realize that's what it was called, but I, it's something I have done. It's something my mom taught me years ago. She said, this is what you do to a cucumber. And then she showed me how to milk it. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I've always done it. And I did it in front of Judy one day. Uh-oh. I milked the cucumber in front of Judy. And she was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm milking a cucumber. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's supposed to make it taste better. And she's like, I've never heard of that. So Slim, milking a cucumber involves the process of when you get a cucumber, you cut the end of it off and you cut the other end of it off. You cut both little tips off the cucumber. But then you take that, after you cut it off, you take it, the cut off tip, and you rub it against the spot where you just cut it off. What? Okay, so are you following me? Cut the tip off, yeah. okay? Now you have exposed cucumber. Absolutely. On the body of the cucumber. Yes. Exposed cucumber on the tip of the cucumber. You take it and you rub it around on there. Cu- exposed cucumber to exposed cucumber. And like a little white substance kind of comes out of it, a.k.a. the milk. And why, okay? do you do, why would you do this? Well... My mom always told me because it made it taste better. I've done it for years and never questioned it. That's the 
dumbest thing I've ever heard. This is stupid. It's not real. And you're trying to make me do something to embarrass myself in front of someone else. Slim, I've done it my whole life. Hey, look at me. I'm milking the cucumber. Everyone and looks now, at me and goes. Apparently, it's a big deal because somebody did it. A master milker did it and put the video on TikTok, and it has over a million views where people are going crazy about this now, saying, oh, yeah, of course, that's how everybody does it. And then others saying, I've never heard of this. I've never seen this. This can't be true. But there is some science behind it. It okay? makes the cucumber taste better. Yes, it does. It makes it, it restores it to its freshness. To what, no longer how long your cucumber's been there, it gets rid of the, bitter, the bitterness. According to science, it has a substance, uh, Q, uh, cucubertisin? Excuse me? <laughs> I'm not sure I'm saying that. Cucubertis, cucubertisin. Cucubertism. It's a compound that's found in cucumbers as well as melons that can cause a bitter taste. That's according to food scientists. In high doses, it could actually be toxic. Although they say that it's, you know, good for such things as anti-inflammatory. It's anti-inflammatory. It'll cut down inflammation in the body. So it can be good. But you just don't want to have too much of it because it can be a bitter taste. So they claim that by milking the cucumber, rubbing the tip on the part where you cut it off. Stupidest thing you've ever told me. This is the dumbest thing you've ever told me. My mom told me. So do you want to talk to her about it? Yes. Because I'm telling you, it's something she taught me years ago. And I have done it my entire life. And I, I stand by it. Can anyone text the text line right now at 434-8623 and tell me they've done this? Anyone. I I, it will, I need one. I don't even need it to be a, mu- a bunch of people. I just need one person to verify this, and I will try Slim, it. I, I will put it out there. I guarantee you that over 50% of people milk the cucumber. <laughs> no, or what? Or... I will. Tomorrow night um, on game night, there will be a cucumber payoff. Tomorrow night on game night, you will milk a cucumber. Well, I will do that anyways. <laughs> Don't you worry, because we have Uncle Dan's tomorrow on our game night, and it's a, I believe it's an Uncle Dan's uh, guacamole tomorrow that we're yeah, preparing, and I will be eating that with cucumbers. So. I will gladly milk a cucumber on video tomorrow for you, but maybe I will even do, you know what I'll do? I will do the thing where I put cucumbers on my eyes. <laughs> okay. You know, I'll get a cucumber we'll facial. Tomorrow night, Kevin will give himself a cucumber facial on the game night if we do not okay. get people, if it's not over 50% of people who have milked a cucumber. And I'll tell you this, I will take a cucumber, I will cut it, and I will just take it like a, like a roll-on mm-hmm. And I will just roll it all over my face. I will put cucumber all over my entire face. Okay? As you but should. But I can't believe you've never done it. Uh, I don't – I'll tell you this. I don't know that it actually makes it taste better because I will grab a cucumber and just eat it whole. A yep. lot of times you've seen me do this. Yes, you do. I don't notice a big difference in the taste, but I just know it's something my mom told me to do. I do it. I milk a cucumber, and I will continue to do it. <laughs> For the rest of my life. I, 
<laughs> okay. Thanks, bud. <laughs> You can go to our Facebook page in just a bit. We'll have the question up. Do you milk cucumbers? Yes or no? And we'll get to that 50% to find out if Kevin's going to give himself a cucumber facial tomorrow night during game night. Kevin, may I swipe your final story of the day? It's yours. You mentioned that this got popular off of what app? The cucumber thing? TikTok. My favorite TikTok challenge is out there. I can't get enough of it. And Anybody who wants to send me their version of it, I will watch every single one of them. Kevin, have you seen the Toddler Temptation videos? Yes, like the Fruit Snack Challenge is how it started. It is so great. Slim, I want to do it. Thank you. I I think with the four-year-old, I I don't know. She's probably too old, right? But I still want to try it and see what happens. Yeah. And explain to everyone what it is because Anna showed me these this weekend and then a bunch of – her friends, her sisters as well, my sister, a bunch of people did this with their kids. And man, I some of them are four minutes long and I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole doggone thing. Yeah. They're so great. So the concept is it started with fruit snacks and now people are doing it with all sorts of different, whatever your kid's favorite food is. But you put down like two or three fruit snacks on the table with your toddler and say, okay, don't eat those. Don't eat them until mom gets back. Okay. Don't eat them. You can have them when I get back, but don't eat them while I'm gone. And then you leave and you sit there and you just film the kid (laughs) trying not to eat whatever it is that you put in front of them. It is absolutely. I'm with you, Slim. They are great. I will watch it. Watching that little kid's mind go back and forth is just they so bad want to eat it, but they also really want to make mom happy or dad happy or whoever told them. It is really funny. Your wife did one over the weekend that also made me laugh. Yeah. Because she did not use your daughter. She used your dog. Kevin, could you believe how that turned out? No, I couldn't. She put treats in front of a dog that eats everything. Everything. Told Jovi to wait. And the doggone dog, angel she is, waited until Anna came back in the room before she ate the treats. I was blown away. And I don't know which ones I like more. I don't know if I like the videos more where the kids wait and hover over the candy and like are touching it and then like thinking about it and pull back. Or I, I, I don't know if I like the ones more where the second mom leaves the room, the kid dumps just, all of them into their mouth. Yeah. I don't know which ones I, I like more. I saw one where the kid, a little boy, he was probably two and he just kept looking at the door and then he would grab it. And it, this one was fruit snacks and he would grab it. And he would lick it and he'd put it back and he'd look at the door really fast. And then he kept looking up at the ceiling like he was trying to be sneaky. I love it. But he just kept looking and then he would lick it and then he put it back. And then he'd just look and look and look and look. And then finally she came back and she was like, good job. And and then How- he's like, well, little did you know, mom, I've been <laughs> licking those the entire time. How long would you wait after I left the room to eat your milk's cucumber? Um... If you told me not to, one second. So, the Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Can you say pinochle people that many times fast? Kevin James. Sure can. Let's try it. Pinochle people, pinochle people, pinochle people. Uh, I've come from a long line of pinochle people. 
Really? My grandparents were peanut people. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. It is a Monday morning. We are without Jay Daniels today, which means no beat the show today. Kevin is here, though, and we've been discussing it all morning, Kevin. It is the 18th day of May. It is a very big day, not only in the state of Washington, but in the just in the world as a whole, and a very big day in the science community, so we have to do this. You must be one with the rock. Are you a doctor, Raj? I don't know. He's the lead volcanologist of the Jay and Kevin Show. Volcanology has the highest mortality rate of any science. Dr. Kenny Beefus. It is Mount St. Helens' 40th anniversary today. 40th anniversary, so we bring on my best friend, Dr. Kenny Beefus, the volcanologist down in Baylor University, but also the lead volcanologist of the show. Kenny, what's up? Hey, Sean. It is so... Happy to be on with you guys today. Okay, Kevin, we need to share what Kenny said during the commercial break to us. <laughs> yes. He goes. It was such a great answer. Well, we were talking to Kenny and, you know, we hadn't talked to him about how he's doing with all this stuff and the changes to the world right now and everyone's staying at home. And Kenny, did Kenny's voice not sound a little defeated, KJ? A, a tiny bit. Yeah, just a tiny bit. Just kind of bummed out. I think like how, how everyone is. And then he goes, but boys... Today is like Christmas. Kenny, is today Christmas for volcanologists? Yeah, I think it's appropriate maybe to call it Christmas. I promise you every volcanologist in the world knows today and is smiling a little bit extra today. You know, you know what I mean, we it's... probably did today? We all probably like went onto our computers and found pictures of Mount St. Helens, and we saw which ones we posted on Facebook and who posted better ones. You know, it's, it's a little bit like Christmas, looking back over the memories. Okay, Kenny, Mount St. Helens, 40 years ago today, what is the one thing in the volcanology world where you just say that's the most amazing thing about Mount St. Helens? Mount St. Helens showed us that volcanoes can blast out the side. They don't just blast straight up into the air. Okay, that, okay and that's that right. was extremely different, right? That, that hadn't happened before? That had never happened before. We didn't even know it could happen. The only reason why 57 people died is because we didn't know it could come out the side. We thought those people, well, most of them were safe. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because the, the if the ash went straight up out of Mount St. Yeah. Helens, would they have been able, they're thinking they could have evacuated those people and got them to safety before the ash affected and the lava affected them? Is that the thinking? That's right. They were outside of the danger distance. But because it came out the side and they didn't know which, I mean, I guess they might have been able in hindsight now we could guess which side, but it just roared right, right over them. Well, yeah. So now, Kenny Beepus, a lot of people here in the Northwest have ash, jars of ash from Mount St. Helens, because it was it was everywhere throughout the Northwest. I mean, we were just covered in it, inches of it. It was the craziest thing. But do you have ash from Mount St. Helens? Yes. Or yes. any other I mean, volcanoes? Okay, don't act yeah, bored I mean, about course. it. I mean, I've, I've got ash from a lot of volcanoes, but most people have a little ash from Mount St. Helens. It's so iconic. What, where, how do you store yours, KJ? <laughs> Time out. First of all, first of all, I'm not going to let it just brush over the fact, yeah, I've got ash from a lot of volcanoes. Like, I just picture Kenny <laughs> with about 50 mason jars behind him right now with masking tape yeah. on them or a little scotch tape. And it says, like, Mount St. Helens, Pompeii, Mount Vesuvius. I don't even know if that was a volcano or if that was, like, where the Greek gods lived. 
But no, Sean, Pompeii is Vesuvius. You, yeah, you're doing good. Keep going. What okay. other ones you got? Mount Olympus. Uh huh. That's all I got. Mount Olympus is not. Uh, let me see if I can name one more. It did Kilimanjaro ever blow up? Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm tapped out. Go for out. another one. Um, Kevin, maybe help me out. Ooh, Hawaii. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ahauui? Yeah, close enough. I'm just what trying else? to sound anything that sounds Hawaiian. Okay, <laughs> name that volcano. We're up to five. Kevin, we've named five volcanoes. Well, um, you did. I only made up one Hawaiian-sounding thing, and apparently he gave me a credit. <laughs> That's how I've been teaching online, too. Just like, uh, at least you tried. Point. <laughs> Dante's Peak. <laughs> Dante's Peak is my final answer. Uh, okay, Kenny, how do you store your ash? Well, I store my ash in little vials, just like you said. And, I mean, mason jar, the glass will break, so you don't really want it in a glass jar, maybe a plastic. Or, actually, oh, wait. you know what I use the most? I have the most of my ash stored in Ziploc bags from the grocery store. Just a nice, uh, like, one-gallon Ziploc bag. Maybe I double-bag it, so you don't want that one Ziploc to break, so you have it double-bagged. I have dozens of Ziploc bags full of ash. So the people who are storing it in a mason jar are wrong? There could be trouble there? Well, it's just like, yeah, the glass of the jar could break, and then you have ash everywhere. Oh, okay. But it doesn't, the ash doesn't cause it. I thought there was like some sort of chemical thing. Like after 40 years, everyone's just going to bust their ash all over the place. And like that would be the worst. Okay. So you're just saying in general, you like to put it in plastic. So that it doesn't have potential to break. Because I'm a professional and this is ash I'm going to use scientifically. If I wanted to just have my ash on a shelf, I would definitely put it in a mason jar or something like that. Okay. I liked it. I feel like you should put your ash on a bench. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. Kenny, you said you had a game and it would only work with multiple people. And we should have, I should have asked you this during commercial. Can you run a little bit of this volcanology game? And again, my buddy Kenny Beef is on. He is a studier of volcanoes. He's a volcanologist. He's a professor at Baylor University. Today is Mount St. Helens' anniversary, so we bring on someone who studies volcanoes for their livelihood. Did you say you had a game? Can we run through it real quick? I have a game, yes. It would be best if there were two people who were alive when Mount St. Helens went off. But, Sean, you were not alive, and so I don't know how good you would be at this game. Probably better than I'm Kevin. I'm not sure how good Kevin would be at this game either, but... All right, well, hit us. Hit me. Hit it's me. a good game. Are you ready? Yeah. How long did the vigorous eruptive activity last? Okay, Kevin, oh. judging by the now fact... Now, listen, it's three points if you can answer this question with no prompts. It's two points if you get it um, with just, like, the first letter of the answer, and it's one point if you have to get multiple choice from me. Okay, Kevin, you want to go for it? Shoot your shot. Uh, I believe it was 58 minutes. Sean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say 40 minutes. It was 8.9 out 8 to 9 hours. So you know what we're gonna do? We're just gonna do prices what? right. And so wow, Kevin whoever point. said 58 minutes got the point. That's Kevin, right? Yeah, dang it. Okay. Yeah. It was erupted right, so for eight hours. Kevin versus Sean is eight hours away. It's actually a pretty big eruption. Yeah, you think? That's crazy. Well, and it also I did, I did not realize. That. You guys ready for the next one? Bring it. Yes. This is a fatality. The famous dissenter who refused to leave his cabin and ultimately perished in the eruption of Mount St. Helens. His, his name? Yep, his name. I'm looking for his name. I think and I'm going to give you the oh, first yeah. hint. Yeah. His name was like one of our U.S. presidents. Okay, his name? I got of it. Of course, Wade Jones. Grizzly Adams. Yeah, okay, it was either John Kennedy or Harry Truman. Which one? 
I'm going to take Harry Ash Truman. I mean, John Kennedy's just so I, I got to go with the Kennedy. Okay, Sean scores the point. Yes, His I name did. was Harry Truman. One to one. Really? One to one. Yeah, every every volcanologist loves telling the story of Harry Truman because he was so stubborn and he died in that eruption. Um, <laughs> let's do this one. What river did the Lahar flow down? It started with the letter T. Okay, hang on. The Lahar, I'm assuming, is the lava. No, a lahar is a mud flow. All that ice and snow on the top of Mount St. Helens had to go somewhere when it erupted. Well, it turned into a mud flow, which we call lahar, and it roared down one of these rivers. Into a- I think I know this. I think it's the Tiger River. Oh, man. I, you know, I, this I, is too hard. Okay, so you said it starts with a T? It does. It starts with a T. I'm going to go. It's with, either so the does, Thomas so River or the Toodle River. Oh, see, it's got to be Toodle. Oh, Toodle. got to be Toodle. Toodle Lake. Which flows into Toodle Lake, home of the yep. ducks. Yep, it's the toodle. All, All right. right, it's two to two right now in this game. All right, we got one. Um, I've got time for one last question, Kenny. So make it your best one that you have left. This is for all, all the right, marbles. All right, the eruption. The eruption began at eight thirty-two in the morning. What time did the ash reach Spokane? This is a great, okay, Kenny, Kenny. This is the greatest game in the world. Um, it really is. So here's the deal: we got a text earlier, a multiple text from people who said they were getting out of church, and there was ash on their cars. So I'm okay. going to say. I'm going to say and let me just say that was back in the day when church services were at 9 a.m. only slim. It wasn't all this 9 a.m., 11 a.m., noon. We have a 6 p.m. service. We have an 8 p.m. service. We have a Wednesday. Well, no, church is at Sunday yeah, at 9. They got to do it for people like you who come up with a lot of excuses. They're trying to limit your excuses, Kev. <laughs> I am going to say 1130, 1130 a.m. Okay, I am going to go. See, I was in Harrington, which was 50 miles away. Uh, but I remember it being mid-afternoon, so I'm going to say it was 2 p.m. Wait, time out. Kevin, Harrington, is it north, south, east, or west of Spokane? It is west. West of Spokane. Okay. Then, Sean, you are the champion. Yes! Bam, 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 bam. It reached Spokane at 1145, and it would have reached Harrington earlier than that, Kevin. You were wrong. <laughs> so I'm the King Ash. Yeah, you are. And that's only because Jay's not here here today. Thank you. Thank you for reminding us that we that we all would have lost this game. He definitely would have won this one today. Kenny, enjoy your day. Enjoy the Christmas for Volcanologists and thank you for making time for us on the biggest day of your of your year. No, thank you for remembering me today. Of course, always. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Man. Kevin, that was actually a fun I love game. Him. That was fun. That's actually a fun game. I, I would love to know if people actually remember the time it hit Spokane. Yeah, what did Kenny say? 11.40, I think he said 11.48 or 11.52, something like that. Okay, yeah, I'll believe it. So there you go. There it is, Volcanoes Top 40 today. Today is the 40th anniversary of Mount St. Helens erupting. We've been asking this question, and you can hit us up on our text line, 4348623. Were you alive when Mount St. Helens Erupted. We'll continue to talk about that coming up. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Did Prefontaine have an Audi? Kevin James. <laughs> yes, he did. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. Monday morning. Jay is out today. Kevin is here, though. And uh, I noticed you're pandering. You are pandering to our question 
on Facebook that could result in Kevin giving himself a cucumber facial tomorrow night. And by that, we mean he will simply rub a cucumber all over his face. He had a story earlier this hour about milking a cucumber. And we have the poll on our Facebook, Jay and Kevin show on Facebook. Kevin is currently eating a cucumber. We have the question, have you ever milked a, uh, a cucumber? Kevin said over 50% of the, the folks out there have done this. And Kevin, right now it's 89% have not. And you immediately posted well, a video of it. Hold on, bud. Hold on, bud. Hey, bud. In fairness to me, I told you that I didn't even know that I had milked a cucumber. I didn't know it was called milking a cucumber. But I have done this my whole life. And I now know that it's called milking a cucumber. And so I just think in fairness, I had to give a little evidence of how to milk a cucumber so that people know what you're even talking about. You just put up, you ever milked a cucumber? <laughs> <laughs> and go figure, 91% of people say no. Right, a accurate. Now, if accurate. you give them a little video, a little evidence of what you mean by milking a cucumber, maybe it would be a little bit more in my favor, like 50%, like I said it would. Oh, since I posted the video. Okay. Since I posted the video, uh, yeah. Slim, yeah. when I posted it, it was 91% to 9%. It is now 84% to 16%. Okay, so big comeback. It is, it is, it is starting In to... like five minutes. Okay, fair enough. Well, go, go check it out on our Facebook, Jay and Kevin Show. Have you ever milked a cucumber? Now, Kevin, I want to hit you. Ooh. I want... Todd has chimed in with a comment on Facebook. About milking a cucumber. Uh huh. He tried it. It was utterly impossible. It's the so I love it. Of the day. Todd, you made me laugh. You made me laugh. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> Todd, give yourself a prize. Reach into the fantasy prize pack. Yes. And then just text us or hit us up and let us know what you got out of the fantasy prize pack. Someone last week pulled out, what did they get? A hairdryer or something? Oh, yeah. There's been some great prizes. Yeah. So, Todd, you've, you've won yourself a prize. Reach into the, the fantasy fictional prize bag and let us know what you got. Kevin, your stat of the day today, 14% of people are currently driving around in their car with this issue. Something is wrong. What do you think it is? I'm trying to think of an issue that most people have. How? What was the percentage? 14%. Okay, so pretty low percentage. Uh I am going to say they have well, well, their you, you, well, heater you, is stuck on or off. Oh, miserable. Heater stuck on. Have you had a car with that? No. Oh, thank goodness. I had it one time. Oh, it is, it is brutal. It is brutal. Yeah, I had, a, I had a buddy whose car would do it all the time, and it was just the dumbest. Well, this one is a cracked windshield. You've got 14% of people out there have a cracked windshield. And I am in that. I've had that in my Jeep since the first day I bought it. I, would, I bought it and drove it camping and took a uh, rock chip right to the passenger seat of the window. It looks like a spider web. But I thought it looked cool, so I kept it. Because it looks like it got shot by a bullet, like I was escaping from something, and it took a bullet to the windshield. Right. So I've yeah. kept it. But 14% of people have that. Now, what do you... It, is number one, and I don't have the actual stat, number one is check engine light, right? 
it's got to be absolutely the the light comes on all the time and now you just ignore it what is the number one thing that will cause you stress when it happens with your car i'm imagining not a people ton of people super stressed with a cracked windshield it can it can bring some stress as you try to get it fixed but it's not like it happens and the end of the world is coming the only one that ever happens in my car uh is the low tire pressure oh, i hate that one and it has a big map on the dashboard and it and it pulls up this map and it leaves it up there the whole time and it shows your car and it shows all four tires and then it shows which one is low and it'll show like the other ones are like 35 pounds of pressure 35 pounds 35 pounds and this one has 32 and it's like you know or 28 you better get air and it's just one of those things where you go man and i always forget to go do it and then can you tell me the actual numbers on your car I think that was it. 35, 35, 32. 35, 35, 35, 32. Yeah. That's really I think that's number. what it was last time. Uh, there's no, nobody believes right now your lowest air pressure on one of your tires is 32. Oh, they're good right now. They're all good. But I think the last time that it was, it got down to 28, there and that's go. where I put air in it. Thank you. Okay. 28. Anna was driving. Oh, yeah. At 32, I was like, why is the light even on? Like, the, it's just a little bit less. And I know I probably should have put, you know, oil in them or whatever you put in them. But I was like, ah. Hey. 